Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, why error matters in engineering, global warming, and COVID-19. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. This simple instrument is obviously a steel rule. Take a look. How long is this steel rule? Now most of us would say six inches because that's the way this particular instrument is graduated, by inches and fractions of an inch, and it's about six inches long. To the engineer, however, the length of the steel rule is something on the order of six inches, plus or minus perhaps a 64th of an inch. Put another way, it might be 6.00 plus or minus 0.02 or 0.03 inches. Nothing in manufacturing is made to print with perfect accuracy. Every dimension has an error associated with that measurement. Now, it doesn't matter whether the measurement is temperature, length, width, volume, viscosity, velocity, or wavelength. If it's been measured by humans, that measurement has inbuilt error. Now, increasing the number of measurements allows us to use statistical methods to make inferences about the precision of a large batch of measurements, but the error is still there. So if this is self-evident to engineering professionals, why bring it up here? Well, mainly because the public are exposed to statistics and measurements which are widely circulated, yet are almost never quoted with their associated uncertainty. Now, COVID-19 is an example. COVID-19 deaths are reported as absolute on the assumption that someone that dies of COVID-19 died exclusively because of COVID-19. The reality is there's a large gray area, which includes many victims whose death was accelerated by COVID-19, but were not caused exclusively by COVID-19. That is uncertainty, error in measurement. That error is never quoted as those mortality statistics are widely reported around the world. Infections too have an error associated with them. No test is perfect, and uncertainty in testing has been similarly absent from the reporting. Global warming is another example. We've all seen the famed hockey stick charts and graphical representations of the rise in atmospheric CO2. What we never see are the error bars, the uncertainty in those measurements. Every first-year college student in science or engineering learns how to plot a best-fit curve through a data set that includes error bars. Is that best-fit curve an absolute determinant of truth? Well, no, but a set of curves helps create boundary conditions that give an engineer or scientist a set of possible outcomes for any measurement. Now, is that close enough? Well, if it isn't, then you go back to your measurement and test methodology and find a better measurement technique, better equipment, or both. But you never take one curve and declare it to be the absolute truth. Everything from the mythical years left to the point of no return to sea level rise to global CO2 concentration has been presented with the indiscriminate use of graphical tricks like scale compression and best fit curves to create the outcomes that the presenter wants. Now, you can find statistics online that show that we are five years away from irrevocable species extinction. You can similarly find results that claim that global warming is a hoax. Like COVID-19, the need to paper over the reality of uncertainty in measurement, methodology, and statistics means that the average citizen is not actually hearing the truth about important issues like these. The concept of uncertainty in measurement is not new or too complicated for non-technical people to understand. Yet I don't see it in the reporting. Why? Well, some say that journalists are lazy. Conspiracy theorists claim that the reason is that they want to produce results to prove what a politician wants to prove. Still others claim that the political imperative to simplify complex issues means that uncertainty in measurement has to be left out. Well, it doesn't. 
So when you hear a statistic like 11 years before the carbon dioxide reaches the point of no return, or 1,200 people died of COVID last week, it's important to ask yourself, plus or minus what? Uncertainty is not a bad thing. In engineering, it's honesty in its purest form. Well, that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.